the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Man, we are in Wednesday uh, mode today. Uh, Razorbacks won last night, so they play again tonight against uh, Ole Miss. Uh, another must-win game because they've already lost one. They can't lose two. Lose two, you're out of the tournament. So uh, they'll take on all, uh, Ole Miss tonight. Uh, television time, 6 o'clock tonight. Last night, good game. Had a friend of mine text me back because I I sent him a WPS to him. And uh, he came back and said, where was this team last night? And last the other night, night before last, it was when we got uh, basically blown out by Ole Miss. So we get another shot at Ole Miss. We'll see what happens. Top four teams in the uh, World Series right now. Four teams left. Oklahoma and the next three teams are SEC teams. Just so you'll know. All right. Uh, We're going to get into talking to our guests here in just one second. Uh, I wanted to mention to you uh, that um, neither one of our senators voted to move forward that gun control legislation from uh, from the Senate uh, that they'll be taking up today to make it into law. Uh, so that you'll know that uh, Bozeman and Cotton both said no. I uh, couldn't get a hold of uh, Hill. Uh, but Congressman Hill does join us today at 7.05. And I did talk uh, to uh, uh, Congressman uh, Westerman, and he said uh, no, he wouldn't vote for it. So anyway, that's, that's the way the votes are, are looking out there. All right. Enough on uh, housekeeping. Now let me bring you up to date with our guest today. we got Leah Patterson with us uh, from the First Liberty Institute. I mentioned to you uh, the other day that the Supreme Court had uh, made a big ruling up in Maine, and I uh, asked the First uh, Liberty Institute if they had someone who could join us, and Leah has been with us before. And, Leah, thanks for getting up early in the morning, having your coffee with us. We appreciate it. What's so big about this main this main decision? Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. All right. So this decision puts really a final nail in the coffin with respect to religious discrimination in uh, school choice programs. So Maine has a, a different sort of school system where a lot of the school districts are not able to operate their own public high school because there aren't enough children who live in the district. So for those families, the state will pay tuition to the public or private school of the parent's choice 
unless the school's religious until yesterday. The Supreme Court struck down that religious exclusion. Well, that's fantastic. I'm excited about that because... uh, uh, we all are expecting uh, Sarah Sanders to be the next governor of Arkansas. Of course, she'd worked with uh, President Trump when he was in the White House. And uh, uh, she has been beating off all challengers as far as the Republican primary goes. Now she gets ready for the general election. And I'm going to predict uh, she'll pull about 75 percent of the vote. And maybe a Democrat gets 25 percent of the vote. And she's. She seems to be very open to the money following the student in education. And a lot of people are uptight about that and saying, well, what about strings attached to that money? This shows me that strings don't have to be attached to government money. Would you agree with that? I say this case is a different issue than that, but the government doesn't have to put strings on its money. And allowing everyone to participate in a government program equally is fair and neutral. Yeah, I'm I'm all about this. This is what this is what I've been hoping for. Uh, We we had done so well uh, here lately. To get people to understand, and I guess it's because of all this garbage that's being taught in public schools now. Parents are tired of it, and they want to get their kids out of it, and uh, religious school seems the place to go to, to not be able to, to have that you know pushed on you. Although I would warn people, make sure you check into that uh, religious private school you're going to because you'd be surprised at how many might have 1619 CRT and transsexual policies at them. You just never know. So, you know, do do your uh, uh, do your homework on that. But this is a big deal. I agree with you. This is a huge, huge deal. Well, thank you. It's, it's been um it's been such a delight to see the case come together over, over the past four years. It's a, it's a case that First Liberty has worked in uh, combination with the Institute for Justice. And we represented three three families. And what the Supreme Court yesterday is is knocked down a lot of the common arguments that, that um, people used to oppose religious schools being able to participate in school choice programs. And we're really happy to see that come about. Well, let's let's talk about that. What are some what are some of the arguments that people raise whenever, you know, a private religious schools come up and they say, oh, no, I can't get any money to them because, you know, they're, you know, separation of church and state and all of that. I got to believe that's probably one of the arguments. Yep, that is one of the common arguments. But, you know, the Supreme Court knocked that argument down many years ago, back in the early 2000s. So it's not a violation of the Establishment Clause to allow religious schools to participate in school choice programs. But what the Supreme Court did today is that, yesterday rather, is say that if you have a school choice program, you cannot exclude religious schools. Not just they may participate, they must be allowed to participate in a school choice program because excluding them on the religious, because they're religious, is a violation of the free exercise clause. That's religious discrimination. And 
you know, one of the arguments that we saw here is the, the state of, of Maine was arguing, well, this program is just supposed to provide an equivalent to a public education, and because a public education can't be religious, we don't have to let religious schools participate. And, and the Supreme Court knocked that argument completely out of hand because Maine was mischaracterizing its program, and it let any private school participate. It just didn't like religious schools. Yeah, you know what's interesting, and this is what's great about having, you know, five originalists on the Supreme Court now, is if you trace back the history of education in America, where did it start at? In the church. It was That's in- right, and in Maine in particular has a, a very strong history of religious schools. So if you got people who know and and try to, to uh, keep when they look at the Constitution, the historical basis of how the law came into being that we see in our Constitution, then they understand that, and they don't, they don't have a big hill to get over to understand that religious institutions should be included uh, in things like public education. It's just pretty simple. If a, if a state provides a generally available benefit program, it can exclude people or organizations from participating because they're religious. This is a conclusion that the Supreme Court has been building on since 2017, and it's really going um, in, in a good way. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. I really, really am, because you know people throw that Thomas Jefferson separation of church and state uh, argument at me all the time, and I say, first of all, it's not in the Constitution. They go, yes, it is. I go, no, it's not. It's a Dan Barry letter. Let's let's get the history right. And I said, I said, secondly, let's understand something. When the when Jefferson was president, and he saw that there were a lot of Americans that couldn't read. He wanted them to be able to read. And what book did he send to schools to teach them to read from? It was the Bible. And, you know, it, it's funny. We hear that argument all the time. Justice Sotomayor even made the, the, quote, separation of church and state argument, even though those words are not, as you said, anywhere in the Constitution. No. And it's, what the Constitution really does is protect the right of everybody, of every faith, to exercise that faith without being shut out of the public sphere. And that's what laws like this do. Yeah. Do you see, do you see this as being um, maybe a shot in the arm? Because i I, I got to tell you, I've always been disappointed that the church in America hasn't tried to get more involved in education. I mean, look, parochial schools, the Catholic Church, they've always, they've understood this argument for a long, long time, that you get in and you teach the children when they're young, uh, like the Bible says, they're not going to depart from it. They'll come back to it when they get older. And uh, we turned it over to the state, the rest of the churches. Do you think that maybe this will fire up the church to start getting more schools out there for for kids to go to and schools that are that's the best way of putting this. A, a lot more um, uh, cheaper to go to than what private schools are today. No, I, I certainly hope so. Uh, but you know, I, I will. I will just say for for families, no matter where they're going to school, whether it's public school or private school, you can still um, be a light and share the gospel in those 
in those public schools. It's hard these days, but there there are a lot of resources on our website, firstliberty.org, for students and teachers who are in the public school system, and um, so I would direct them there. All right. Let me uh, come back to you. i got to get a quick break in, and let's do about another five minutes when I come back. Got a couple questions for you. Our guest is Leah Patterson. She's with uh, First Liberty Institute. They do wonderful work uh, out in our country dealing with, uh, you know, laws that that do not uh, protect our religious liberty. And they, they try to tear this stuff down. And, uh, you know, here in Arkansas, we've got the RIFRA laws and, and all the other stuff that we've passed. Uh, this is an ongoing battle, and we need to talk a little bit more about it here uh, with uh, with Leah. We'll do that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. Make sure that uh, if you need some uh, work done on your on your roof, you get PI Roofing a call, uh, 501-707-3551. Of course, online, piroofing.com. I've been talking about them for 20 years now. They've been a part of this show for 20 years years and that's because you call them and have them come out and work on your houses i talk about them because they're the best out there Um, when i bought my home back uh, 18 years ago it needed a roof they put it on just recently we had you know that big hailstorm up in the cabot area i had to get a new roof guess who put it on you said PI Roofing. You are exactly right. They've been on my roof to replace it. They've been on my roof to repair it. When people like uh, DirecTV left holes in my roof when they took an antenna down. But I will tell you this. When they do the work, they do it right. They do it professional. And they do it at a cost that is, you know, you're one that you can meet. That's PI Roofing. Again, 501-707-3551 or PIRoofing.com. All right, let's finish up with Leah Patterson from First Liberty Institute. We've been talking about this Maine decision where they had uh, the, the state had been trying to keep religious schools out of this uh, uh, policy of being able to have state money uh, for kids to go to school uh, there, and uh, they knocked that down. And uh, we've been talking a little bit about how First Liberty Institute fights for religious uh, uh, liberty here in the states. You said that you all have information to help teachers, students that are in secular schools and how they can fight for their religious liberty. Let's talk a little bit about the teachers. Teachers are being asked, especially uh, teachers of faith, to teach things that perhaps is in direct opposition to their faith. How do they go about fighting against that and not lose their jobs. Not saying that it won't be made uncomfortable from the other side, but how do you do it without losing your job? Well, I wish I had a perfect answer for that difficult question, Um, but I I will say a couple of things. The first is know what you believe, know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And then get in touch with us at First Liberty if you have a question, if you're dealing with an issue, and we can see what, what we can do. Okay, that that makes sense. I mean, I got to believe you can stand for your rights, but people have to understand there may be a cost for standing for your rights. Would you agree with that statement? That is correct in many situations, but at, at the end of the day, we've we've been able to see a lot of success by the grace of God um, through our our brave clients. But you know, it, it took someone to stand up and and fight 
in all of these cases that, that we work on. You know, we've had some big uh, wins over the years for the students. I mean, rally around the flag and some different things like that. Uh, are there other big battles still to be fought in the public school sector for the students, Leah? Oh, plenty, uh, plenty. And, you know, we're actually waiting on an, another important Supreme Court decision. It'll probably come either tomorrow or next week in our Coach Kennedy case. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that. Was That was my next question. Where are we? How do you guys feel about that? I look at it and I think he's going to win. How do you all feel? We're hopeful. You know, anything could happen. I, I, I don't know, but we are hopeful. Well, it is the Supreme Court. <laughs> you know, it, it is. You just never know. All right, Leah Patterson, we thank you so much. What uh, is the website again for people to go to so they can find out more about your organization? I mean, they might want to dedicate some money to you all. Well, it, the website is firstliberty.org. Okay, firstliberty.org. Thanks, Leah. Appreciate talking to you again and uh, look forward to talking to you in the future because I know we will. Likewise, good to be with you. All right, bye bye now, Leah Patterson here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, it's an ongoing battle. It's really sad when you think about our country, and don't you for a moment buy the argument from people on the left to say, "Well, all those guys that were the founders are just a bunch of deists." Not true. That is not true. There were some that were deists. Uh, I mean, Jefferson. You know, he had a Bible, but he cut all the miracles out of it in the New Testament that Christ performed. He didn't buy the miracle thing. And so that was his Bible. Uh, But the bottom line is most of them uh, were heads of different churches and were very religious men uh, and had a very big Judeo-Christian background. They probably, almost all of them, probably knew Hebrew because that was a major language that was taught back then. So keep that in mind and just know that you got to fight sometime to hold on to uh, your freedoms. And uh, religious freedom is right there in the First Amendment. And we've been at at war at at least since the the late 50s with that. And it's going to keep on. And we're going to have to keep on chipping away and fighting to to hold on to these things. This is this, that war is coming up here in the state of Arkansas. I'm telling you, get ready for it. It's going to happen next uh, next year in the general assembly. I believe they'll be trying to tie the money to the parents for education and let them take that money for their student to any school they want to go. People like Max Brantley are going to go absolutely uh, apoplectic. They're going to be acting like they're having a heart attack. Wouldn't surprise me if Max didn't get out on um, you know Broadway downtown and start grabbing his chest and stuff. Just know that that's what they're going to do. Uh, even though it uh, is not, to be honest, that big of a deal. All right, with a few moments left uh, before the news at the bottom of the hour. We've got some local news for you coming up. Uh, let me tell you what happened in uh, those uh, runoff elections uh, that occurred yesterday. Uh, some 
some people won that I thought would win. Some people lost that I didn't think uh, that I thought would win, and they still lost. Uh, Senator Bob Ballinger lost to um, uh, Brian King. Uh, 3,604 votes to 3,091 votes. Pretty close uh, uh, race there. Uh, Tyler Dees uh, was able to uh, win against State Representative Gayla Henderson. Uh, Hendren uh, McKenzie, uh, 2,949 to 1,714. State Representative Marsh Davis lost to Trey uh, Stimel, I think is how they pronounce her name. 1,064 for Stimel, 749 uh, for the state representative. In District 12, Hope Hendren Duke uh, outlasted Jay Oliphant, 1,071 to 496. In District 13, Denise Bugos uh, lost as R. Scott Richardson, 485 to 327. And then finally, in the big one that uh, I held to you for the end, up in District or, uh, 22, Representative John Payton defeated Senator James Sturch, 3,732 to 2,634. So that's uh, what the runoffs look like uh, here in the state. So I wanted to get those out to you so you knew what the, they were as far as that's concerned. All right, when we come back, uh, we've got Mark Pioletta is going to join us. He is the co-author of a new book uh, that I, I've been uh, perusing. They sent me a copy of it, so I've been looking it over. I haven't read it cover to cover yet, but I can tell that I'm going to end up doing that. Created equal Clarence Thomas in his own words. That's coming up, but right now, let's get your local news on the Dave Ellswick Show. I got the book over the weekend, and uh, I am really excited uh, to talk to the, one of the co-authors here in just a moment. Uh, you stay with me. Don't run anywhere. i got to tell you about East End Towing first. But the bottom line is we're going to talk about Clarence Thomas, who I think historically is going to go down as one of the greatest conservative judges that's ever served on uh, the Supreme Court. Easton Towing wants you to understand that they understand everything there is to know about towing. For instance, they belong to the Arkansas Towing Recovery Board. They're licensed. They're insured. Uh, they are uh, all of their trucks are permitted here in the state. These are the people who do it, and they do it right. And no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they've got the answers for you. Give them a call. Put them in your phone. I mean, you should have it there. You just never know when you're going to need a tow, and you want somebody that you know because you don't want somebody who's just in the queue uh, that shows up, and uh, you find out they don't know what they're doing, and uh, maybe they they take you to an impound lot instead of taking you to, you know, Joe's Garage where I get taken or other people go to other, you know, bumper-to-bumper certified service centers or whatever. Uh, call East End Towing at 501-888. 8849. That's 501-888-8849. And uh, you'll have a tow company that really knows what they're doing. Take good care of you. All right, Mark Paoletta is going to join us. He is the co-author of a new book that is called Created Equal. 
Clarence Thomas in his own words. Now, I haven't gotten a chance to read it from cover to cover yet. I only got it Saturday. But I have been flipping through it and reading pieces of it, and it's great. It, it really is. It's it's wonderful. And so let's get Mark up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And, hey, Mark, uh, how excited did you get when Clarence Thomas agreed uh, to sit down and, and talk to you all uh, to write this book? It was uh, a wonderful uh, – I was very excited. Uh, you know, we were making this movie when the movie was sort of begun – uh, in terms of getting it made, Justice Thomas hadn't actually agreed to be interviewed uh, for the documentary, uh, but uh, he eventually did. And he ended up sitting down for 25 hours, Dave. Uh, wow. Talking about his life. Yeah, talking about his life and, you know, everything from growing up in, the, the, you know, in, in, in Pinpoint, Georgia, to being on the Supreme Court and his time on the Supreme Court. So we we did those interviews for a movie that came out in 2020 called of the same name created equal right thomas in his own words and it was a two-hour movie and as you can do the math of only about an hour of justice thomas in these interviews got on the the movie screen uh and it's a wonderful movie but i was as we made the movie it was just killing me that all of these great exchanges with justice thomas on all these different issues um, you know, we're kind of, kind of left, you know, on the cutting room floor. And I thought, what would, you know, this is how we can get this information out to make this wonderful book, uh, which captures all of this. And that's what this became, was, was, uh, was, was a book based on those interviews. All right. So, you know, you had already met him. You've, you know, you had, you, know, you made a movie about him. You, you got this book now you're putting together. As you went back and you started adding in things that, as you said, ended up on the cutting room floor as you looked at it did you did you think to yourself man i'm i'm really glad we could get this in print because what the justice had to say was really deep here and it explains how he thinks absolutely you know i worked on justice thomas's confirmation i was a white house lawyer back in in 1991 and have been very close to him ever since and you know um capturing you know just his his personality and his thoughts and how he approaches things. Um, and, and this is a, you know, this is a, 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 a book that tells his, uh, his amazing story and rise, but it also has him talking about, I'll call it the left and their policies and their tactics and how awful they are. Uh, and, um, and so you get to see Clarence Thomas sort of taking on his critics, taking on his, you know, sort of their policies, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's an uplifting book, um, and, um, and I hope your, your listeners uh, buy it and read it, because it, it really is a, as you said, Dave, our, I think he's going to be our greatest justice uh, in our history. Uh, he's certainly our greatest living American. And he's such an inspiration, and he's maligned by the press all the time. Uh, and so this is a good, in my view, corrective to, 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 to those assaults, those nonstop assaults on him. You know, it breaks my heart when people in the black community look at him and call him an Uncle Tom. That that tells me that they don't know who this man is, where he came from, and what he's attained. Talk a little bit about his history, would you? Sure. And, and in fact, I'll just, real quick on the Uncle Tom thing, it really is despicable. And it, here's a crazy thing. It's the black leadership 
that call from that. In fact, Benny Thompson, uh, you know, there's some news stories on that recently. And it's really the black leadership that does not, in my opinion, reflect the black rank and file on issue after issue, from affirmative action to defund the police to, you know, uh, school choice. Um, you know, uh, black Americans are completely in, in agreement with Justice Thomas. It's just that he's a threat to the black leadership and their policies and their money sources, mm-hmm. like, frankly. And so they need to destroy him. But going back to Justice Thomas's life, I mean, here's a guy who was born in 1948 in the segregated South to a mom who was essentially single and a maid and uneducated. His father had left on Clarence was two. She was struggling uh, to raise three kids. She was wandering around the streets of Savannah. You know, everyone around him was essentially uneducated. And he, like, his mom asks for help uh, from her, her father to help raise Clarence. Uh, and so she goes to live with his grandfather uh, in, in 1955 when he's seven years old. And that's the life-changing event. Uh, his, his, his grandfather is a black man born in 1907, again, in the, in the segregated South. Um, and makes his way through his, his force of will to you know, have this little business of uh, delivering fuel oil. And Clarence works with him there and on this farm and really learns the, the value and principles of hard work, you know, and perseverance and accountability. And also he goes to the Catholic schools. His, his grandfather enrolls him in a, um, a, a Catholic school and it's these Irish nuns who are tough as nails but love the students who, you know, teach him the same values and still, and that has traveled with him through his entire, entire life. And, you know, he thinks about, he, he goes into a, 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 it's called a minor seminary, it's like a high school for seminarians, people who, uh, young men who want to join the priesthood. And, you know, is in there for a few years and loses his vocation, uh, uh, and then goes to Holy Cross and, and, uh, and, and on to Yale Law School and, and, uh, and then, uh, ultimately, obviously, to the Supreme Court. But it's a wonderful story, an American story, an only-in-America-type story. Uh, and the black leadership and liberals, quite frankly, want to you know, smear him in every, at, at every turn about this amazing story. Yeah, talk uh, about what it was that turned him on about the law. Yeah, you know, he, he tells this incredible story about how his grandfather was driving in Savannah, Georgia, uh, you know, back in the in the 50s and was arrested for wearing too many clothes and his and, and had to pay a $40 fine. Uh, Unbelievable. To, spot, uh, to, to the police officer. And he was he said he ran into the law and it's absurd and infuriating. And so he thought this is a way to address those types of wrongs. Uh, and so, yeah, that's um, and he also talks about. The, the wonderful thing in the book, Dave, is he talks about various books and movies that had an impact on him. And one of them was To Kill a Mockingbird. So he talks about seeing Gregory Peck playing Atticus Finch in the mm-hmm. movie and, and sort of that sort of seeds of, wow, that's, that's what a lawyer does. I'd love to do that because that's one of the most important books in Clarence Thomas's life is To Kill a Mockingbird, Invisible Man uh, by Ralph Ellison. Uh, but that's the thing that he, you know, the book allows justice thomas to do is talk about these influences that aren't in the movie that aren't quite frankly anywhere else uh, and you get a real window into his development all right name a book created equal clarence thomas in his own words mark's with us he's one of the co-authors we're going to continue our conversation i got to get a break in here uh, mark relax just for a moment 
Have a couple more sips of coffee, and I'll be right back with you. So, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about our good friends over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. They've been around for 40 years. And, of course, Eric is just does a wonderful job over there. He's, he's a jeweler. He knows more about jewel, jewelry uh, than I do. And he knows it, you know, in his little finger. My whole body, I don't have all the knowledge that he has he has all kinds of loose stones so if it's if it's stones you're looking for he's got the stones he's got the diamonds the rubies the emeralds uh that uh, the amethyst he's got all of those stones that he can place in a setting for you he can take uh, the jewelry from your mother or your father you got some pieces that you want to know what they're worth you take it in he'll appraise it for you and then you can do one of two things you can uh take the money or you can uh, take that uh, how much he says that that is worth and I think he adds some extra to it, and you can buy things that are right there on display at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. They're located at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard in Suite E. Know them for their wedding rings, their engagement sets, their uh, real estate uh, sales that they have, and also uh, the custom designs that Eric does, because he's a real artisan. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Call them, 501-246-3655. Hi, back with you, our guest, co-author of the new book, Created Equal, Clarence Thomas, in his words. It's out, and you can get it now. My copy arrived uh, Saturday, and it sits right by my uh, uh, sofa. And when I'm not watching the Razorbacks play in the College World Series, I'm usually perusing through the book, and it's really a really interesting read. And uh, we've got the uh, co-author on this morning, Mark Pauletta, and it's good to talk with him. Mark, did he talk at all about what he defined as a a high-tech lynching when he was confirmed? He did. You know, again, uh, yes, he talked about it and what he meant and how— it was burning his reputation uh, instead of being hung from a tree, as he said. And it's very visceral. And what that was, he, I think he nailed it uh, in terms of what was going on there, which was a high-tech lynching. And there's this great scene, Dave, in, you know, as he's talking about in the book, where just before the hearings, you know, he's been beaten up. He's just been you know, maligned and you know, would kill a, a lesser man in terms of taking away his entire reputation with these lies. He's sitting in Senator Danforth's office um, with his wife, Jenny, and he was kind of dozing off, and he wakes up because he had been so exhausted, and he said to Senator Danforth, Jack, I think this is a high-tech lynching. Uh, and so Senator Danforth said, you know, go out and say that. Uh, and uh, so Justice Thomas, when he, when he returns to, to testify that night, um, you know, calls out the, 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 the Senate, and the Democrats and Joe Biden and Ted Kennedy. Yeah, let me stop you right there. Let me remind everybody, Joe Biden was the head of the committee at that time. That's exactly right, Dave. And, and the thing about that is um, he, there's all this reporting that at the time, literally at the time of the hearings, he did not believe in Nita Hill. He's lying when he said, when he ran for president, uh, you know, in 2020, uh, 2019, maybe he, he said, oh, oh, I always believed in Nita Hill. That's, that's just absolutely false. 
Um, he told Senator Hatch, he told Senator Specter, he told Boyd and Gray that he didn't believe in Nita Hill's allegations. And his actions actually confirmed that because they did this quick investigation of her allegations where they talked to her, they talked to Justice Thomas, they talked to two women that Anita Hill said would support her claims. And they completely said, that's crazy, we don't. Um, and so there was nothing to support her allegations uh, when she first made them. So Joe Biden looked at those, the, the report and said, let's go ahead, as did all the other Democrats. Uh, and, and, and get Justice Thomas confirmed this, this allegation doesn't add up. And yet then somebody maliciously leaked it uh, to try and blow up the hearings. And, and then Biden caves and has this hearing where he, you know, which we're all familiar with. But, uh, yes, it was Joe Biden who remember, too, that he is the one who destroyed Robert Bork yep. uh, in, the, in the Bork hearing. So, um, so yeah, it was it was. Uh, it was Joe Biden as the chairman of the committee. But Clarence Thomas and I think one of the greatest probably the greatest testimony before a, a United States Senate just utterly destroys that committee by calling them out for what they're doing. Uh, and at the end of those hearings, Dave, the American people believed Clarence Thomas 58 to 24. Wow. Overwhelmingly believed Thomas and thought that Hill was lying. Um, and so when people got to watch both of them and the witnesses and the, and the you know, various uh, you know, the testimony, they all said, yeah, that Clarence Thomas is telling the truth. Of course, you know, for 30 years, the left has been now trying to smear it and change it. And when Justice Thomas is on the Supreme Court doing his job, it's tough to fight back against those smears. Yeah, and that's I, what partly this book, this book and the movie were meant to do is to kind of rebut those uh, those lies in the media. Now, Mark, I, I can't tell you, I remember those hearings. Uh, and the thing that I remember, the thing that stands out to me in those hearings, the most unbelievable story of all was the whole thing about the coke and the pubic hair that just even to this day that just rankles me up you know it's yes it's just it's unbelievable and i'll tell you just it's one of these kind of getting in the weeds a little bit but when she first gave her statement her private statement to the to the uh, to the senate judiciary committee and then when the fbi came out and interviewed her she never mentioned any of that in her statements, hmm. okay, or in her recounting. And when she, she had this stuff in her, the, the, the testimony on TV, and Senator Specter, the Republican senator who questioned her, said, why didn't you have any of this stuff in, in your previous statements? Because, A, obviously they're so bizarre they would be memorable, and B, the FBI told her, tell us everything. Right. Uh, you know, that, that you, you know, about this. She lied about, you know, what her exchanges with the FBI. And so I think she worked with these, you know, like handlers. And they came up with, let's sort of jack this up. Let's, let's amp this up and come up with these crazy stories. Because nobody would forget that when you're, you know, if it were true, if, 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 when you're writing your first statement to the Judiciary Committee or being interviewed by, under oath by, 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 uh, by the FBI. So, um, so uh, just a smear and just, you know, the, the defamation of Justice Thomas. Uh, and, you know, hopefully this book, the movie, will help correct that, you know, m- many years later. But, um, you know, as you said, he's our greatest justice. Yeah, he is. Um, he writes the most opinions per year, year in and year out. I think it's the Thomas Court now. Uh, you know, he's the most influential justice up there. And hopefully, 
as we'll see, and maybe next week, uh, you know, something that Justice Thomas has been writing on for many years, which is overturning Roe v. Wade, will, will happen finally with this Dobbs opinion. That will be amazing. I never in my life thought that that would happen, and it looks like we're on the precipice of that now. Last question for you. I'm going to ask you to kind of think out of the box just a little bit because you didn't have a chance. You did these interviews back a while ago. What do you think Justice Thomas is thinking now about how they're attacking his wife? Uh, uh, you, you know, Justice Thomas, um, it, it, it pains him. I think that, that they're utterly pains him. The most important person in his life is his wife. He loves her dearly. Uh, and, you know, they've been attacking him for many years. He's used to that. Going after your wife uh, is really despicable and you know, truly hurtful to him. But they're both strong. They have a strong marriage, and they'll get through it. Uh, but it's it, it very, I think it's very hurtful to him. How about this crazy crap where they're saying that he has to recuse himself from everything now? Absolutely absurd, Dave. Uh, I've actually written a fair bit on this thing. The recusal laws require nothing of the sort. In fact, there's lots of liberal just, judges uh, and justices who have had spouses that have done things in the same space and they don't recuse. So the recusal laws uh, it, it don't require Justice Thomas to, to recuse at all. Ginny is a conservative activist who's been doing this stuff for many, many years. But as I said, I can get into some names, but there are other judges, Judge Reinhardt, uh, Judge Clark, who have spouses who are very active politically, and nobody ever sort of gets upset about their work in calling for the, the, the judges to, um, to, to recuse. So it's a made-up standard. That's what always happens. Um, with the Thomases, with conservatives. There's a double standard, a made-up standard, to try and make Thomas uh, recuse, right? Because they know they can't intimidate him. <laughs> so so their, their new tactic is, let's see if we can get him to, rec- to recuse so that we can sort of shape the court to, to vote the way we want. Well, Mark, I can tell you this. I'm going to make the statement right now. We're, we're, you know, six months out from Christmas, but this is a book that if you got somebody who likes to read that's, a, you know, like me, a political head, you need to get this book for them and give it to them for Christmas. They will thank you. Thank you. Thank you for it. Mark, thank you for giving us the time here on the show this morning. It's uh, created equal. Clarence Thomas, in his his own words, thanks for giving us some insight into the justice. Thanks, Dave. Thanks very much for having me on. Have a great day. All right, Mark uh, Pauletta here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming up after the news, uh, none other than uh, Congressman Hill. He'll be with us. And, of course, at 735, it'll be Congressman Westerman. We'll talk about that new gun legislation pending in the Senate. That's all coming your way in just a few moments.
Waiting uh, to hear from Congressman French Hill. He'll be joining us. A big question mark for him is, uh, of course, last night the Senate came to an agreement about gun control legislation. Uh, I've already have seen from Senator Cotton and uh, from Senator Bozeman that there are going to be no votes on that piece of legislation. But it's it's very interesting uh, to see what uh, the Senate came up with. It is far, far, far different from what uh, the House has uh, presented through Nancy Pelosi. And joining us, Congressman French Hill is with us right now. Congressman, good to have you along uh, uh, for the ride early this morning. And let's let's just talk to, you know, when Pelosi and the, and the Democrats in the House came out with their uh, their view of what gun control should be, they knew none of that was going to fly uh, with Republicans in the House or in the Senate. So it was nothing but uh, kabuki theater for them, was it not? Good morning, Dave. Yeah, 100%. They made no effort to work with Republicans on any consensus view about uh, strengthening mental health or strengthening and following up on laws that we passed uh, during the Trump years to strengthen school safety. Uh, It was all about essentially taking, uh, you know, law-abiding people's guns away from them or talking about a type of gun and blaming the crime on that. Um, So, no, that was never intended to do that, which is why the Senate, you know, pivoted uh, completely uh, and started talking about school security, mental health issues, uh, and things that... uh, uh, where they could try to develop some consensus. Well, you know, so I, I was. Oh, go ahead. I'm I sorry. Senator, I saw. Well, I just saw Senator Cotton and Senator Bozeman's uh, comments late last night, <clears throat> but none of us have seen the the text. I think it's come over. We've got folks starting to read it, so I don't have <clears throat> a concrete view one way or the other. But the fundamental issue to your question is <clears throat> Pelosi never intended on doing anything uh, that was remotely bipartisan. So. Uh, you know, or even dealing with what I think is just a cultural issue. We <clears throat> we're shocked by these events in our schools, but we don't stand up and express shock every day when hundreds of people are shot in gang banging violence around our country and, and the cultural impact of that we never we never talk about it. We just move on. Well, that deals with Democrats. Of course, we don't talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, to me, the cultural breakdown here is the biggest heartbreak for me. You know, yeah. That's not something that's going to be corrected by some bill in Congress. Yeah, I I worry when I look at this piece of legislation that uh, the Republicans have cobbled together with the Democrats. And, and I'll tell you what I'm worried about, Congressman. You know what I hear in the background of this? I hear whispers. I hear, we got to do something. We got to do yeah. something. That that's what I hear because they're they're doing something because they think it 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 will hurt them if they don't do something before the November election. Am I right, or do you think that I'm wrong? 
<laughs> well, I think you're right about the emotional content. Uh, I think people are uh, gut-wrenched and horrified when they see a deranged person of any age, particularly a young person, come in armed and literally kill elementary school students in cold blood. Uh, and nobody does anything about it. I mean, it's just so mind-boggling to parents and grandparents. And we've all been parents and and, uh, grandparents. We all love our children. We all pack the school lunch and drop them off at school, thinking it's the most nurturing, safe place on the planet. So Mm -hmm. it's gut-wrenching, but, you know, you don't make public policy decisions uh, based on emotion. You've got to look at the underlying uh, laws, you've got to look at the underlying rationale. I mean, it's just, you know, we can go through every emotional public policy decision, Dave, and talk about that. I mean, what about uh, the sadness of seeing a homeless person on the street, you know? And so the emotion gets people motivated to do a lot of things, but it may not be the right uh, decision for the country. Yeah, you know, look, this really hurts my heart, but making making decisions off of uh, you know within you know thirty six hours, seventy two hours, or something like this, and I'll I'll give the Republican Senate uh, you know the benefit that at least they let a little bit of time pass. But let's let's let them finish this the study they're doing with the Texas Rangers about what didn't happen at Uvalde. I mean, we're hearing now that there were actually armed men outside those classrooms that were unlocked and they didn't go in and they were out there for 50 minutes that's incredible yeah no i mean it just adds to the heartbreak and we see that when we look at the after uh action analysis and reports in so many of these crisis uh, uh horrifying situations you look at uh South Florida, the Parkland uh, shooting and the sadness there. This kid was monitored. He'd been turned in. Florida has a red flag law. Uh, He was a kid of concern, uh, and yet, you know, it happened. And in Connecticut, uh, the parents bought the child who had problems guns. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, you get my point is that we have – such a cultural breakdown and we have so many challenges here um there is no one decision or one bill that congress can pass that's going to produce uh a satisfactory outcome to anybody in trying to stall this i mean i think back to even bill clinton days on the famous famous now quote-unquote assault weapons ban whatever uh, that meant in the definition of the day, and they look back on that statistically after 20 years, and you know it had no effect. I guess there was emotional effect, but yeah. again, to your point, something was done. I mean, I get the emotional connection there, but is it something that's going to actually uh, help resolve the issue, or are you just doing something for the sake of doing it and then infringing on the rights of people who are law-abiding people uh, and hurting uh, their constitutional rights. So it's complicated, it's clouded, and made so challenging due to the intense emotion about it. 
All right, so let, let me ask this question of you. This this piece of legislation, of course, once the Senate passes it, and we can pretty well tell you that it's going to pass because we look at all the people who have now mm-hmm. gotten behind. I mean, I can't believe that Joni Ernst got behind this, but she did. But the bottom line is, is that they're going to pass it. They're going to send it to you, and then it's going to pass over in the House. The thing that worries me the most is the federalization of monies to people dealing with red flag laws because if it's federal money it will have strings attached to it and there's going to have to be, you're going to have to do red flag laws their way not your state's way yeah and again that is probably one of the most uh, concerning aspects of it and and i don't know about your listeners but i've had more questions more mail more interaction with my constituents across the district about, well, what is a red flag law? How do they work? What is the point? You know, and so anything we can do to educate constituents on that is important. And I agree with your concern. I don't understand the connection, actually. You know, a state has the right to pass a red flag law and try to get it through the legislature and try to design it, I guess. I don't understand the connection of the federal money, frankly. I really don't understand the point. So this is an example of I haven't read the text. All I've seen is the news article about uh, what the Senate's done. But the due process protections, uh, there are the the evidence uh, definition, uh, the enforcement, the transparency, all that is so fraught with challenges in this red flag concept and, you know, my gut, being an analytical person, is, you know, there are 19 states that already have a statute like that. And almost all, I think all of our states have terroristic threatening statutes. Mm-hmm. So why don't we look at, you know, uh, how they work and what's the process? How are people's rights protected, you know, as we attempt to uh, identify somebody who might go in and blow up a building? I mean, uh it's a legitimate public policy issue, but I don't I don't get uh, the proposal where we're proposing to give federal money to states to quote as you say you know do red flag laws as somebody at the federal level designs. I don't. That's the part I don't get. I look forward to studying it and see what the Senate even is considering. I was talking uh, by text with uh, Congressman Westerman last night, and I said, "Where where do you stand on this?" And he said, "I'm a very hard sell." Is that the way you feel? Yeah, it is. I mean, I I just, um, I, uh, the part I like the Senate did is addressing mental health, school safety, and some of the things they've done. But when you're starting to, uh, again, get into this, the red flag area, you get into immediate problems. And and I don't support uh, the federal concept at all. I don't think it's even doable. I don't think it's, uh, uh, can be designed and i think it's my point about the 19 states is is it even working is it does it work is it protect due process rights or individual liberties protected while people of concern are adjudicated you know and from what i've read the answer is no but you know i'm always willing for somebody to explain to me where something's worked successfully well i'll be honest with you i hope you stand strong and you vote against it that's just just my own my own opinion about it. Yep. Well, we're going to move on when we get back, and we'll talk further uh, about what's going on. Let's talk about we're going to get 
Roe v. Wade sooner or later from the Supreme Court. And uh, the left is gearing up and they're already talking about doing things that are not going to be pleasant uh, here in the country. Let's talk about that when we continue. Our guest is Congressman French Hill. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back to talking about Washington politics in just a moment. I need to talk about David Lucas Financial, tell you how great they are about silver and gold. Uh, We had a gentleman on here talking about inflation just the other day. He said that everybody should have about 15% in their nest egg for retirement in precious metals. And uh, But how do you go about buying them? How do you want to buy them? Do you want to buy them all by certificate? Or do you want to have some that, you know, you're, you're literally holding it in your hand and you put it in your safe at home? Those are all questions you got to answer. You need to know what kind of questions to ask. And that's what uh, David Lucas Financial can do for you. If you'll just give them a ring at 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. They'll explain to you that they work with one of the only uh, regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust and... They'll teach you about buying silver and gold. Again, that's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. Hey, don't forget, Razorbacks win last night, uh, knocked off Auburn, knocked them out of the uh, Men's College World Series, and uh, we will see the Razorbacks play again tonight on TV at 6 o'clock. I'll be watching them on DirecTV, Channel 209, ESPN2. That's where you'll find them. And they'll be uh, taking on Ole Miss again, and uh, we can't lose to them. Uh, Next loss, we're out of the tournament, so let's keep our fingers crossed and let's hope that the pitching's better this time around against Ole Miss. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll take two from Ole Miss in a row and get into the final against, I think it's going to probably be Oklahoma. Oklahoma's on fire right now, so let's see what, what happens as far as that. Three of the four teams into the finals of the College World Series are from the SEC. All right, we're talking to... Uh, our uh, congressman from District 2, that is French Hill. Coming up at 735, we'll talk from District 4. We'll be talking with uh, Congressman Bruce Westerman. But let's let's go back and, and talk uh, to Congressman Hill again. And that means that, hey, look, uh, the Supreme Court's got to drop this decision sooner or later. It's got to it's going to come either right here at the end of this week or at the beginning of next week because it's got to be out by uh, basically the beginning of July. Uh, how do you think the left is going to react? I mean, we've got you know Jane says out there already burning up uh, you know you know pro uh, pro life uh, organizations. Uh, uh, buildings and things of that nature. Are you worried about this? I am worried about it because we've seen how violent uh, the left can be at the drop of a hat uh, on any subject. And we have a giant fence built up around the Supreme Court here on Capitol Hill right now. It's been up uh, four weeks in preparation for this. And I was so pleased. I mean, it's nice you and I can talk about something we're glad about. We had about 140 members write uh, Merritt Garland last week, who's the uh, attorney general for Joe Biden, saying we're hearing rumors around various states of planned attacks on pregnancy resource centers. 
violent attacks. Uh, And uh, so normally we write letters to Joe Biden people and we never get an answer. But uh, the press got on this subject. They pressed Speaker Pelosi about it. Uh, They pressed Merrick Garland, and he has agreed to open up uh, an investigation. And I hope they will help protect these facilities because, as you point out, one of these violent uh, left-wing groups has already attacked and burned and broken out windows in a in a pregnancy resource center, and that's precisely what we want to see not happen. Uh, and I don't know what the delay is, Dave. This has been something we've all just been sitting here waiting for weeks because we make a presumption that uh, the leaked draft opinion is the is the guiding opinion of the court. Yeah, but we'll have to see because Ken, you know, you got uh, Roberts, yeah, no, you got Roberts up there, and we all thought that Obamacare was taking the deep six, and he rewrote it. Yep, I'm with you. So, I mean, I don't. That's why I just uh, I deal with these things as they as they happen. I have tremendous anticipation about this, but I also want to make sure that um, people are held accountable for any threat of violence. I mean, it's always accused that somebody on the right is violent. Well, let me tell you something. I've seen violence. I've seen it uh, a lot of places, and you know. Don't you can't hold uh, anything up to some of these conspiracists that are going to attack um, our our pro life cause around the yep. country? I, I agree with you. Okay, last question, then I'll let you go. Let you go get some breakfast or whatever. Uh, President Biden's supposed to announce, I guess tonight. Hey, he's going to really help us at the pump. He's going to give us a uh, a national gas tax holiday for three months isn't it interesting that it ends just before the midterm elections yeah total gimmick uh he's channeling his inner richard nixon gerald ford jimmy carter uh price controls they don't know how to handle inflation so they just come up with gimmicks i mean he's proposed 145 billion dollar new taxes on the energy industry he's proposed to shut down banks and investment banks from being able to lend to energy companies uh he's got new requirements for public disclosure on energy companies he's banned drilling he's banned offshore drilling he won't approve a new pipeline uh, so this is all just show for the fall. And the same thing with releasing uh, petroleum from the strategic petroleum reserve. That's a huge mistake. And it doesn't accomplish anything. doesn't lower prices. And yesterday, Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary, floated price controls yep. on uh, oil uh, per barrel. So this is a gimmick. Uh, don't take the bait. Uh, it's not the right thing. What we need to be doing is unleashing Americans' uh, energy productivity, and that's something that Joe Biden's fought since day one. Well, i got to let you go. I appreciate Thanks you joining us. Today. It's always talk nice soon. to talk to you. We'll talk again next week. Appreciate you. All right. And, of course, Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll have Congressman Bruce Westerman at uh, 735. I'll just give you a little bit of a, a hint what's coming. I feel like a drug dealer sometimes. Let me give you a little taste. Uh, we're going to talk about education with Bruce. Uh, And the reason we're going to talk about it is because that's something that topic is swirling right now around the Capitol. 
and around what's going to happen next year. And I know that seems like a long time away, but it's less than it's less than a year away. They're in February of next year, the General Assembly will be back together again, and they're talking about school choice. And I'm talking about real school choice. I'm talking about the money following the students, and you take it to whatever school you want to take it to. That will be a night and day change here in the state of uh, uh, of Arkansas. And at the time, State Representative Bruce Westerman from around Hot Springs is the man who brought that up the first time back in 2010. And he was made a pariah by uh, other other elected officials. In fact, they called him everything but a nice guy. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I want to talk to him a little bit. I want to take him back to that time, and I I want to talk to him about it now. And does he feel a little bit vindicated now that it looks like they're going to take it up again next year? And for real, they're going to take it up. So Bruce Westerman is next here on the Dave Ellswick Show, but Bill O'Reilly is up now. All right, back with you. Don't forget about saving some money on your health insurance, like 30 to 50%. How would you like to save 30 to 50% when you fill up your car right now? Be a pretty good deal. Same thing, I believe, with saving on your health insurance. 30 to 50% over the course of a year adds up to some real coin. So uh, you need to talk to Pat Davis about that and uh, let him show you how you can do it. How about getting rid of all your co-pays? How about getting rid of a lot of those big deductibles? How about if you own a business, being able to continue giving your workers uh, health insurance, which makes uh, your business a magnet to uh, draw the people who are very, very uh, good and trained to come work for you? All of that can be yours by just calling Pat Davis. 501-605-6935 is his local number, and you can visit him online as well. Everybody knows him as your health plan man. Well, that's where you find him on the Internet, yourhealthplanman.com. That's Pat uh, Davis. All right, we've got uh, Congressman Bruce Westerman on with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I want to talk education with him, but first I'm going to talk about last night the Senate uh, moved forward some uh, gun control uh, legislation. And notice that I call it gun control legislation because any legislation that reduces, you know, what you can buy – what you can have uh, or whatever is trying to control your access to guns. And you, who are going to be under that, are a law-abiding citizen. This is not going to have any effect on the people who are using guns illegally. And let's turn it over to the congressman. Congressman, uh, I think I sent you a uh, the story, and I sent you even the the copy of the bill. And uh, now that you've had a chance to kind of look at it, uh, are you still that hard sell you told me you were last night? Yeah, I'm. I'm probably a harder sell than, uh, <laughs> than I was before I looked at it. But good, good morning, Dave. Yeah, I was. I had a group out in the Capitol last night giving them a tour, and uh, the Senate was in session uh, pretty late last night. So, I, and I knew they were they were having that debate, and then I saw this morning where. They they had a procedural vote. I think there were 64 uh, votes 
in favor of the procedure vote. They still got to do the cloture vote. Yes. Um, so it's you know it's not out of the Senate yet, but 64 votes. When when you start hearing 64 votes in the Senate, you need to get concerned because if they pass something like that, uh, it'll it'll fly through the House because it's you know simple majority in the House. And uh, the the only reason it might not is because of the gun control advocates might not think that it goes uh, far enough. But uh, you know, I've, I looked at the, the legislation and the kind of the uh, I'll use one of their words. One of the red flags to me was the uh, the funding for states who have red flag laws. Yes. And this is a it's a tactic the federal government uses. Uh, we saw it with uh, with Obamacare and Medicaid expansion. It's like uh, you don't have to do it, but here's here's all the money that the states that are going to do it going to get. So you know, if you don't want the money, don't worry about it. You don't have to do it. And you know how states are when the federal government dangles that free money from from D.C. in front of them. It's kind of like uh, you know, my my labs at home. Uh, one of them, she she tries to get her head in the food bowl before you put the food down, but if I just sit there real patiently and say, I've got the food, you know, if you don't sit and stay, then uh, you don't get to eat. And, you know, eventually she'll she'll sit and stay no matter how excited she is. And uh, my wife's even taught them to, to, to lay down on their belly like they're saying a prayer before they eat. But, um, you know, that's the, that's the tactic that the federal government uses. Yeah, I talked to, to uh, Congressman Hill about that exact thing in the last half hour, and I said that, you know, what kind of strings will be attached to that money? Because strings are always attached to federal money. Am I correct on that? Yeah, there, there's always something there. That's why I have such a problem with a, I know a subject you want to talk about is, is uh, the federal government being involved in education because they create these federal programs and and they say no you don't you don't have to do it you just don't get any uh, Scooby snacks if you don't do it you don't get the treat uh, we're going to keep the money and uh, that tactic has caused a lot of uh, local and state authority to be usurped by the federal government and the the maddening thing is is they bribe you with your own money that it's it's really not your money it's your kids and grandkids money mm-hmm all right, so let me move away from uh, the the gun control legislation because I'm I'm going to assume that you'll be voting no. I think as uh, Congressman Hill is going to vote no, and I'm just going to talk off the top of my head here that Crawford and Womack will probably vote no as well. Senators uh, uh, Bozeman and Cotton are saying there are no votes as well. So I'm uh, I'm proud of our contingent here from Arkansas about this, and that's uh, that, that's good. I want to let you know that you guys are doing good as far as that's concerned. All right, so let's talk about education because I got to tell you, there there was this young guy I knew back at around 2010 uh, that was a state. Uh, legislator from around the Hot Springs area, and his name was Bruce Westerman, and he came out with an idea of how to uh, take care of education. He said, look, I, I understand that the Lakeview case says that we've got to have equal opportunities here. Well, here's the best equal opportunity we can we can do. Every child in Arkansas will be backed by X amount of dollars uh, from the state government, and that money will follow the child wherever the parent wants to go to school. Uh, 
Well, that went over like a lead balloon with the Democrats and uh, not much better with some Republicans. And you and like I said, coming into this segment, uh, you were called every name in the book, but nice guy. Okay, I mean, (laughs) there's no doubt about that. Well, I want you to know, Bruce, that right now with what we believe is going to be our new governor, Sarah, and uh, the uh, caucus, I've been having members of the Republican caucus on every day now talking about what they're thinking about, about 2023, because it's not that far away. And this whole thing about school choice comes up. And I've talked to Alan Clark and Kim Hammer and a lot of other people, uh, Julie Mayberry and others, and they are all in in going together, Carlton Wing, state representative, and, and saying that they believe now is the time that they they can get this through and they there seems to be an appetite does that surprise you no because i think that's where where society's moving and uh, you know one thing i've learned in politics dave is it is a long game and a lot of the stuff i uh promoted when i was in the state legislature that uh you know took a lot of criticism from uh, today, it wasn't. It didn't end up being my bill, me running it, but others picked up those bills and got them uh, signed into law. We, uh, I tried to do stuff for dyslexics in uh, in the legislature, and uh, and on reading proficiency, and you know was basically told that's that's not my lane. Uh, you know, let the experts at the universities handle that, right. and we everything's okay here, even though our test scores are showing that our literacy rates were low but the the thing about that is there were some some mad moms out there uh, that were involved and they never <laughs> let up and now we have one of the best dyslexia laws in the in the country and that was done alan clark did that uh long after i was out of the legislature but you got to lay those foundations and and get the ideas out there and the same thing we uh, another thing i promoted for education was a tax credit scholarship program which would actually save the taxpayer money, give poor kids an opportunity to go to private schools. And uh, to me, it's a, it's a very much of a win-win situation. Well, uh, that went over like a lead balloon, but now Arkansas has a tax credit scholarship program yes, that the legislature's got put into law. Uh, so you you, uh, you have to look at it. You can't expect you know, immediate gratification in this job. Sometimes you file a bill and they catches on and gets passed, but you have to keep uh, pushing the message, and it has to be a message that um, is, is is truth and it's it's good things that you're trying to do, and eventually I still think that's going to, to win out. Well, you know what, what you're doing, don't you there, Congressman? You're following Reagan. Reagan used to say, good legislation, as long as it gets passed, it doesn't matter who gets credit as long as it gets passed. That's right. And he, he said, um, yeah, when people don't care who gets the credit, it's amazing what kind of good things can happen. He also, he had the 80-20 rule, which, yep. it, uh, you know, I, I want to be a purist, but you got to realize there are a lot of competing interests and, and views on things. And uh, he, he, was, he was pretty accurate. And if you can get 80% of what you want, then you should, should count that um, a victory. Yeah, it's a win. Uh, 
that's tough to come by. Absolutely, yeah. and you know he used to have to deal with Tip O'Neill eighty percent. If you got eighty percent out of Tip O'Neill, you were doing really good, to be honest with with you. All right, let's come back yeah. and and continue talking about this a little bit because I want you to talk about what Florida has done with it, and I. You know, and what would you say to the local politicians here about pushing ahead with this here uh, as we get ready for next year's, uh, of course, uh, General Assembly? We're talking with uh, Congressman Bruce Westerman on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have him with us. He's a good man. He's been doing a good job up in Washington, D.C. We'll continue after we find out what's going on with the travelers. All right, we've got uh, just about 10 minutes left today in this part of the morning show. We'll be back with you again, don't forget, at 9 o'clock. Gina is going to be with us from Little Rock Tours. We're going to talk to her uh, for some time. And then let me remind you that tomorrow in the final hour, I've got a big uh, guest coming on, uh, the, the Senate Pro Tem is going to be with us, and that is Bart Hester, uh, Senator Bart Hester from up in Cave City. So he'll be joining us here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show, and you'll want to hear what he has to say. He can give us some feel about what 2023 is is really starting to, to look, uh, look at and look about. All right, with us is uh, Congressman uh, Bruce Westerman, and and Congressman, uh, talk a little bit about Florida. What have they done? I mean, they're basically letting the money follow the student, correct? Yeah, well, they've they've taken the tax credit scholarship program, and they've really expanded that. Um, And from talking to to folks from Florida, and even back when I was in the legislature trying to get the tax credit scholarship program pushed through, I got to sit down and visit with Jeb Bush, who was – governor in florida and really pushed this this tax credit program but um they say the uh once they got this in place it's the uh, the minority representatives and the folks from the um where you've got um, low income areas they're the biggest fans of the tax credit scholarship program because they see what it does to give um, their students an equal opportunity uh, at private schools and to to further their education, uh, so there's a there's a great model in Florida in how this works, and I'm I'm really hoping Arkansas is able to build on the program they started uh, to get it uh, executed and do a, a great job with it. And I, you may have seen this as well. Yesterday, the Supreme Court did a ruling on uh, a case in Maine. Yep, we had it. We did where, a full half hour on it on my beginning of the show today. Okay, so you've you've already hashed that one out. Yeah, but, it's a big uh, that's, deal. That's a that's a positive indicator there. You know, it doesn't require schools or states to do it, but it says if you're going to spend public money uh, on private schools, then you have to make religious schools. Uh, eligible for that that funding, <clears throat> so I think there's some some things tracking in the right direction uh, on the education front. It's going to be a big part of our uh, Republican Party platform going into to November. We're putting together this uh, plan called Commitment to America, and uh, part of that's on parents' rights uh, in education. So. Uh, there'll there'll be more information coming out on that as we go forward, but it's something that the pandemic has actually highlighted uh, a lot of the, the weaknesses that are out there, and uh, there's ways that we can make it better. Now I'm a you know I'm a product of public education. I I think it's a very important thing. We just have to uh, you know. 
keep honing that and making it better and a little bit of competition never never heard anything and there's some there's some public schools out there doing things right but we've got to give parents and students uh, more options than what they have right now all right so let me ask uh, you know devil's in the details always is and how do you keep uh that uh, money that's going to be coming from the state from being i don't know politicized as far as having strings attached to it and going into these uh these private schools because they're not going to want to do things the way the public schools do it well i think that's part of the court decision is that they can't uh if they're in maine if they're funding these private schools and they've got special cases in maine where they got rural areas where they don't have private schools so instead of going out and building schools they give the parents their money to to do private education they're just saying you can't discriminate against our religious schools but that's always a a consideration that has to be made when you take government funding there's some kind of strings attached mm-hmm. but my understanding is that the court ruling was saying you can't attach strings to that that money either uh you know it's got the a lot of the the woke mob upset because uh you know some of these private schools actually uh teach that um, you know, abortion's wrong, homosexuality's wrong, and they have certain standards that you have to live up to. So, uh, you know, that's going to rub people the wrong way. Yeah, they're going to they're going to actually maybe tell people that a boy is a boy and not a girl, huh? Yeah, they probably don't let. Uh, well, I said probably they're not going <laughs> to let uh, boys compete in girls' sports. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that goes against the grain of. Uh, of uh, what society's thinking today, but it's it's right. They're doing the right thing. I agree and, with uh, you. Yeah, I had a preacher one time that said, if that rubs your cat the wrong way, you need to turn the cat around. <laughs> I hadn't heard it put that way, but I like that a lot. Hey, la- last question yeah. for you. Evidently, the president's going to address the nation tonight, and he's going to say, yeah, I know that you're paying over $3 more for gas per gallon right now, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you have it for just $2.80 more uh, because I'm going to give you a federal tax, gas tax holiday, and I'm going to save you 18 and a half cents a gallon. Well, you know, I'm going to agree that's better than a stick in the eye, but it's not really going to help me all that much. You're going to save me about $2.50 a fill-up. What, what do you think about what the president's saying? It's just he's digging the hole deeper. He they can't see the uh, the clear path to what they they need to do and you know this is in uh kind of in concert with him depleting the strategic petroleum reserves you know, it's a it's a little band-aid and it's not addressing the problem we need to produce more oil we need to um expand refineries refinery capacity is running at about 94 percent right now which is a phenomenal number when you look at some of them have to be down for maintenance and, and all that but we're um we're just not producing enough and when you shut down pipelines when you shut down leases on federal lands and you throw every regulatory obstacle you can in the spokes and then turn around and blame the the oil industry on it and say you're going to you know lower the gas tax take the gas tax away which goes to funding infrastructure um it's 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 not a plan it's reactionary it's just another um another wrong step for this administration and 
it's not going to do anything to change the um, the demand, which means the supply has to go up, or your prices are just going to keep uh, keep pushing up. That uh, the inflation will take care of that eighteen and point four cents in uh, in a hurry. All right, I've got one minute left. I want to ask you one last thing. What would you say to your fellow Republicans here on the state level if they do start looking at letting the money follow the students here in in Arkansas? You know the superintendents are going to have apoplexy. You know that the teachers' union is going to go nuts. What would you say to the the elected officials out there? I would say what I've always said, education is about the the children, it's about the students, it's not about the the big people, and uh, you've got to do what's best for the kids. That's the whole purpose of the education system. And uh, whatever decision you make, take that into account, what's going to be best for kids, what's going to give them more opportunities, what's going to raise the literacy rate, what's going to raise the education level, uh, which we know that's a benefit to society. All right. We're out of time, Congressman. Thanks so much. We appreciate you, Bruce Westerman. We will talk to you next week. Have a great week up in the wonderful world of D.C. Thank you, Dave, and go Hogs. Yeah, go Hogs. Got to win tonight. All right, we'll take a break. I'll be back in an hour. We'll be talking to Gina from Little Rock Tours. That's all coming your way at 9 o'clock right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you. So Dave Ellswick show. I got Gina here. We're talking business. That's what you caught. You caught the end. Of the, then I heard myself and I said, I got to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, um, we got to talk to, we need to get a hold of Dave Van Horn and say, now, are you going to win it this year so we can go, we can take mm-hmm. a trip up there? I know. And I was just saying that a lot of people have called in. Because, as you know, we do a lot of the Razorback games, and we're doing the Southwest Classic. And they had asked if, and this was a couple of weeks ago, if Razorbacks go to Omaha, are you guys going to go? And mm-hmm. we've actually tried to do this trip before, but the nature of the elimination games with baseball and the quick turnaround, like with bowl games, I at least get three weeks to plan it not with not with but the, with the the omahogs no. or the college world series it's not like that it is not it's went lose twice you're gone well and then you only have a few days to turn around as opposed to a few weeks so it's really hard for a group because you have to have these hotels and yeah. to, to, to get the hotels to contract with them 
for a group like that and the motor coaches and yeah, then you got to know they're going for sure you know what i'm saying right and then okay they lose and then okay then you know you stay some or if they win do you stay longer mm-hmm. some people want to get back some people want to stay so it's a little bit trickier than football so tonight I will be sitting in front of my TV at 6 o'clock mm-hmm. watching the Razorbacks take on the Rebels again. And it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. They it's ex- some, something lose exciting tonight. to... Lose tonight, you're done. Mm-hmm. That'll make you play better. Mm-hmm. Just saying, that'll make you play better. They just need... They, gotta, they need some extra pitching that they can depend on. Well... And if only we could have taken some of those (laughs) runs from game game one and just, you know, store them up. Yeah, well, they did, but they used them in game three. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened. That's how how that works. You you know, you all know Gina. I don't need to tell you who's on the air with me right now. Talking with her from uh, Little Rock Tours. Of course, we've got the trip coming up. It's getting very close now. Almost to the point where we got to shut it down. That if you want to go, you're too late. That's right. We do need you to call in today or tomorrow if you're interested in the Faith, Freedom, and Founding Fathers tour with Little Rock Tours and Dave Ellswick, and he will be on the motor coach as we go to Pennsylvania. It we leave on July 23rd, and it's a not that far away now. Yeah, July's next Friday. That's right. So it's uh, coming down to the wire. But if you want to go, we we do have spots available. But you'll have to sign up today or tomorrow because no. we are a month away, and that's when we normally have well, to. Well, you got to lock in all the rooms and everything. Well, and if you think about it, there's a about 50 contracts associated with these tours because you have rooms in different cities and you have meals and you have attractions and you have the motor coach and you have different stops along the way and there's a lot of planning involved so 30 days out is when we start wrapping things up no you got to which yeah, is why we're on to. the air today, That's because we want to let push. everybody know this is it. Yep, yeah, it's now or never. Now or never. My dad used to have an old saying about this, but I can't use it on the air. <laughs> I, I do, already know. It has to do with a pot, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> That's what my dad used to say. That's what it was all about. So anyway, just so you know. But uh, yeah, call today. You call Little Rock Tours and set it up, one 800 Nine three three. Well, it's actually five zero one tour bus or one eight hundred nine three 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 eight three six. But five zero one tour bus. If you're driving in your car and you don't want to, we don't want you to uh, get in an accident. So if you just remember tour bus area code five zero one, you'll, you'll reach us. Yeah. Or you can go online at Little Rock Tours. That's probably the best place to go because you can do everything right there. Yeah, that's right. And all of your questions are answered. Mm -hmm. Um, You have your FAQs and you have a thorough description of everything that's included in the trip. Which is a lot. It is. (laughs) And if you haven't heard of it by now, we'll we'll give you the quick Yeah, we've been talking about this now since, what, March? Mm -hmm. Because that's when we decided to do this. So we've been talking about it. And uh, I'm still not, we're still talking about D.C. for next year, but, you know, Biden will still be president, so I don't know, we might hold out for a couple more years. 
But if you were interested in this one, again, July 23rd, it's the Faith, Freedom, and Founding Fathers Tour to Pennsylvania. It is twelve ninety five per person. That's based on double occupancy. You get all your motor coach transportation, seven nights lodging, all your admissions, tour of Gettysburg. We go to Harper's Ferry National Park. Yeah, that's an addition now this year. This it is, is cool. Oh, and there's a surprise stop, too. Okay. And I almost want to give it away because it's so much fun, but I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that one alone. Yeah. Because a lot of your listeners, I don't want to ruin the surprise. But we also uh, go to Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and see David. Right. You know, I heard that David isn't coming to Branson next year. That really? it's uh It's about one of the women of the Bible. They've decided oh, okay. to do a different show, and so... You definitely want to come now because oh, the yeah. only way you're going to see it is well, to normally, go with us. Well, normally, yeah, normally it starts in um, Lancaster and then it yeah, two years in Lancaster Branson. and then they move it down to Branson, but evidently not this time. Hmm. That's that's what I'm hearing. Okay, okay, but I don't, I can't confirm that. Okay, no, I, I haven't. Either. I didn't call up to Branson and ask them. So right, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, and well, find those out. are always spectacular shows. Oh yeah, so. they're great. They're great um, shows. I, I still meet people, It's a first, they haven't seen Jesus yet, and they go up and see it. Mm-hmm. And they go, that was incredible. I said, look, <laughs> sight and sound is as good as any Broadway theater mm-hmm. I've ever mm-hmm. seen. And if you've never been, when you know, you think, well, it's a shit. Actually, they have live animals, it, just mm-hmm. to kind of visualize this. Like, the set is just stunning. The special effects are better than broadway the whole walking on water Mm -hmm. was impressive Mm -hmm. and how they did that i still don't know exactly how they did Mm -hmm. it but it was impressive did you see samson yes the end of samson was just when everything's falling everything falls all around you it's amazing if you thought the phantom of the opera was cool because the candelabra fell You'd really like Samson. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I forgot about the candelabra yeah. falling. Yeah, and that's that right. starts that does off the show. Van. Yes, it does. You know, it's it's, a, it's just a great place to go, and yeah, it's biblically based, but it's very very entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So well done. Yeah. And yeah, it's just so many so many effects, and you know. Do you remember we're talking about shows and effects and whatnot, and we're talking about this trip that leaves July 23rd. When we go to Gettysburg Military Park, the visitor center that we go to. It's amazing. Do you remember the diorama? Yes. It's amazing. It's So you're put in almost like you're in the middle of the battlefield mm-hmm. with 360 degrees and you're it's you get the feeling of what it was like on the Gettysburg battlefield like they recreate it in this in this um just attraction that makes you feel what they yeah, were Yeah, they feeling. got all the little miniatures and all of that mm-hmm. set up and you're sitting there and they start talking about Pennsylvania Mhm whoever was taken on Tennessee mm-hmm. and you look and you find it because the cannons are flashing mm-hmm. and stuff. It's very cool. It's very good. It's done really, really well. And then we go out on the battlefield. Yes. With a one of the licensed Gettysburg Park guides who shares with our group what happened in different parts of the battlefield. And, and it's very moving. 
and um, and that's you know so Gettysburg is part of this. We go to and then we're staying in Amish country, so we're we're at Gettysburg, but Amish country for a couple nights and touring the Amish farm, see how the Amish live. It's a it's a unique um, experience in and of itself. Yep. And the food. Well, we won't go there. Because I'll just say, knows. if you like home cooking, you're going to like Amish. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it really is. And then um, we move to Philadelphia and see, you know, you and I have talked about this numerous times, Independence Hall. And, yep. Uh, get to see the Liberty, Liberty Bell. Bell. Get to see where Benjamin Franklin's, Franklin's grave and so much there. You can go down and see Betsy Ross's house. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. I mean, all the things that you've learned that they try to sweep under the rug now, mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. up close and personal. Speaking of sweeping under the rug, <laughs> the Faith and Discovery Center is right there. I'm looking forward to that. And you haven't been there because no, it's new. I haven't seen it. And this is dedicated and to showing how the Bible influenced the founding of our country with displays of memory, like artifacts and different um, exhibits in this gigantic new museum, a stone's throw from Independence Hall, but it goes back to the founding of our country, yeah. which, as you said, swept under it the rug. Is, it is. Our country was founded on Judeo-Christian thought, philosophy, and belief Mm -hmm. and that i'm looking forward to walking through that museum yeah and so i thought when this became the faith freedom and founding fathers i said we have to go see this because it encapsulates actually everything what that this tour is themed after and so that'll be a great stop let me put a bug in in the homeschooler parents ears right now yeah, you got to make your decision now, okay? You should have made it before. But if you've got homeschool children, and I know that you got so many hours of history you got to do and things of that nature, this is a perfect time to go on this trip. Not only are they going to get all this history and see it up close and personal, deliver, literally the Liberty Bell, right there in front of you, where they rang it the first time and it cracked, that one is the one that's there. And, uh, you know, Constitution Hall and all the rest. It's amazing what your child is going to see. I'm just if they're 10 years older, older, this is a mm-hmm. trip they'll never forget. They really won't. It's like 10 field trips rolled into one yeah. because of all the history they're going to learn of the founding of the country. Um, you know, just so many different places. A few national parks. You got, you know, we're going to Harper's Ferry uh, National Park. Boy. There's a lot of Gettysburg. history there. I'll talk about Gettysburg when we get back because I've been there. And it's a unique and amazing place. It, it really is a unique and amazing place. It's where the war turned, mm-hmm. just so you know. Okay, the Civil War. All right, we'll be I have to say that because you may not have been taught it. Uh, we'll, take, <laughs> we'll take a break and then we'll come back and, and we'll talk more about this with Gina because it a, it's a fantastic trip. Uh, don't forget about Billy Mackey's with ICU Protections. If you want to secure your home or your business, he's the guy to talk to. I talked to him about two months ago and have had my security uh, updated at the uh, Ellswick Homestead and it's great. By the way, when I say it's a homestead, don't think that it's like 
15 acres or not. It's not that at all in any way, shape, or form. But uh, I've got uh, the door and window sensors on every window and door now in my house. I've got a couple of cameras on my house. Uh, The camera on the one that works on my uh, driveway, I like it because whenever I go out uh, and I got to run to the mailbox or whatever, it whistles at you. And it goes like that. And, of course, that makes you look. And it gets you get your your face ends up on video then, so they know if you're a good person or a bad person, uh, and they that's all sent to your smartphone. It it live and in, in color and clear. Uh, they're 1080p cameras. They look if you got uh, Direct TV, then you know how clear that picture is. 4D. That's what these cameras are. They are really really clear. Call Billy Mac. Get it started. Let him tell you how, to, how it works and let him give you the good news that all of that uh, hardware they install, that's absolutely free. It won't cost you a penny. You own it, and uh, all you have to do is pay for the service. Phone number is 501-205-1333. 501-205-1333. ICU Protection. I wanted to talk about Gettysburg. If you've never been to Gettysburg, you get to go to it here on this trip. And, uh, you know, you'll be on the bus and, and on the motor coach, and they'll take you through, and you'll see a lot. But you're going to disembark at places so you can get an up-close look. When you're out there, and I'll mention this when we're on the trip as well, the battle was so ferocious and so terrible. I mean, this was a very dark dark moment in the history of the united states i mean the the union stood in the balance is what happened and uh, luckily uh, we were able to keep the union together but so many people died at at gettysburg that uh, there's actual historical factual information that says that blood was running in rivers down the battlefield and uh, in places eight inches deep, what you think? Take a, take a ruler out when you get home, and take a look at that, and think about blood running mm. that deep. Think about the smell, because mm-hmm. it was it was hot. Yep. During Gettysburg, it wasn't cold. It, 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 and then if you can get away from the crowd, you don't have to get very far away from the group. Uh, just walk a little bit from the group and stand there in the silence and listen and just think that all hell broke loose there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really did. In the town, they had, they had uh, you know, rebels and Union soldiers running through their towns and shooting at each other and all kinds of stuff. It was, it was insane yeah. at Gettysburg. Largest number of casualties in the entire war. Mm-hmm. And they talk about this on the battlefield with your licensed guide who will take you to this, these spots. And like Dave said, you hear the history and you can read about this in a textbook. Yeah. If you still learn about it. I don't know anymore. But being there and hearing the stories on the battlefield and the way that they share them and put you in that moment it's very touching and there are a couple stops on this tour that take you back because you're in the middle of it and one of those stops is independence hall because included in the tour is yes gettysburg and lancaster but we 
travel further east Philadelphia and you'll visit Independence Hall and as you mentioned the Liberty Bell as well when you go into Independence Hall it is very touching mm-hmm. and yeah it'll move you it does me I've been there three times now and every time I walk in that building I can I it makes you feel like you're there mm-hmm and history was done there. That's something that you got to understand about this country. We're not that old. Mm-hmm. Amazing things happened in this country. And I love, this is really strange to say, but the smell when you walk in. Yeah. It smells like <laughs> centuries, but. It smells musty. It's musty, but it's. I don't. It, it, it doesn't just, smell like then because Franklin had nailed the, the windows closed, and I'm sure those colonials weren't smelling good by that time. <laughs> I'm just saying it was hot. They were sweating and they were wanting to get it done. That's just the way it was. And they did a great job. Yes, they did. They did. By the way, uh, an estimated fifty thousand casualties 50, 000, in so three days up. at Gettysburg. Wow! Wow! That's half the size. That's half the size of Little Rock. Think that's about crazy. that. That that's an amazing amount of men who either lost their lives or were critically injured uh, in that battle. Really was amazing. I got to stop and take a breath when I talk about that. That's you, you, and it people was people who br- lost br- their lives for what we have. Yeah. Fighting for the Union and and fighting on the other side, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think they were on the wrong side of history, but Mm -hmm. they didn't think so. And at times, it was brothers fighting brothers. Mm -hmm. You know, some brothers moved up north and they believed in the Union. Some stayed in the south. They they were willing to to separate from Mm -hmm. the Union. So it's just, uh, like I said, dark, dark part of the history. All right, we got... uh, 45 seconds, so I'll let you tell everybody where to go to get uh, signed up and ready to go on this. Again, if you're homeschoolers, this is a must-go. I'm just telling you, it's a must-go. Go ahead. So we depart on July 23rd, and we take you to, as we've been talking about, Gettysburg, Harper's Ferry National Park. Uh, it's Twelve ninety five per person. It's called the Faith, Freedom, and Founding Fathers Tour of Pennsylvania. And we've uh, talked about Gettysburg, Harper's Ferry, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Amish country. It's seven nights, all your motor coach transportation, 12 meals, your show at Sight and Sound Theater to see David. So many other different inclusions with the Amish country. Um, and a surprise. And we'll you give, know I like to throw those in And there. we'll give you the price right after this. All right, so we've got 25 minutes. i got 25 more minutes to try to convince you that you need to go on this. And, again, I'm going to hit hard on homeschoolers. I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm. This, this checks all the boxes really that does. you want to, for, your, for your kids if you're homeschooling them to really understand some of the great American history we have mm-hmm. uh, here in uh, in the United States. I mean, you're going, it's like one of the cradles of democracy, you know, of Philadelphia. I mean, and it's not, as we talked about, a 
a proud moment in our history. Yeah, well, Gettysburg, yes. But some of it is just something that if you're not there and you don't see it, it's... You can process it better with your kids. Yeah, you you actually see where, where it went down. And I, I tell you, a lot of times when you read history and you start visualizing in your head, you got this grandiose, big picture. And then you go to Harper's Ferry, which mm-hmm. I can't wait till we go. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they had a national mm-hmm. park. It mm-hmm. is. And uh, you go to it, and you're going to find out how small the area was that something of such historical, you know, Significance. Significance happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you don't have to have a very wide river to need a ferry to get across. To, or, you know, not, and it's not kind of ferry. Mm-hmm. This is a thing where you had a rope and they're pulling it, the barge across the, <laughs> the river and stuff. So I'm, you know, old, what was it, uh, John Brown lays moldering mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. grave or whatever. You know, that that kind of stuff. You start thinking about all of that. It's pretty, you know. You're taking the history out of the classroom. Yeah. And seeing and, it. And seeing For it. For real. And you'll always remember it more. I did. Field trips growing up. Here's what I'll tell you for sure. You go to Philadelphia. You go go to Constitution Hall. That will affect you. Mm-hmm. It will affect you. If you love your country, it will affect you. Now, if you're one of these people that hates the country, it probably won't affect you. Mm-hmm. But it will affect you as you sit there and you look and you see those desks and you've seen the picture. And all of a sudden, a- as you look at it, you can picture where those people are standing. And, oh, yeah, they were at Benjamin Franklin was sitting at that desk. You know, mm-hmm. Adams was sitting over there. Washington was up front. You know, you start it just I'm kind of crazy about this nation as it is. But when you're there, that's really, really, really cool. And then later, if you want to, you can run up the, st- the steps and go get a picture of you next to Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> There's other parts of Philadelphia. <laughs> That are Go get yourself a cheesesteak n- Not as quite well. as serious, but yes, the cheesesteaks are good. And oh, they're there's excellent. There's the rocky thing. But it's July 23rd, we depart. It's a it's a week. Dedicate a week. Yeah, you can bring your homeschooler. You hit the nail on the head. It's such a good history lesson in so many different ways. But we're so excited that we're able to bring this and we get to the founding of our nation and we talk about how uh, uh, historical artifacts, so many immersive experiences, and instead of traditional museums that you would think of these are immersive experiences i like to share with the gettysburg and with harper's ferry and and, and independence let's, let's, let's make sure people understand something in washington dc there is the museum of the bible mm-hmm. all right that is not this now this is about how did did our belief system our christianity judeo-christianity in fact impact mm-hmm. the founding of our nation yes that's what you're and i'm how faith I'm, shaped the birth i am fired okay. up about this i really am that's going to be a cool well, and it's museum. a theme it's a theme throughout um throughout this eight the day 
experience. And um, it's twelve ninety five per person based on double occupancy. It's a little less if you have three people, eleven fifty. Uh, we want you to call today or tomorrow at the very latest. <laughs> LittleRockTours.com. You can get more information. Five zero one Tour Bus is our phone number, and it's a journey to Pennsylvania to discover how faith shaped the birth of our nation and so many different historical experiences uh, and this theme and even a surprise that even you, Dave, don't know about. You keep surprises from me all the time. But here's here's the key about all this. You'll only get this trip through the Dave Ellswick Show and Little Rock Tours. And we're excited. I don't know anybody else that does things like this. They don't. I mean, this is like a themed trip. We, we, we talk about things. We're like, what can we do this year? What can we do next year? How can we make this better? How can, you know, you know we did the Cradle. Remember the Cradle Democracy yep. Tour? This is somewhat similar, although this is more faith-based than that. You get to see the show at Sight and Sound Theater, see David. And uh, they bring Bible stories to life in, in another just uh, dramatic uh, special effects type. Of show. That's going to be fun. So you have that aspect. So if you can bring your kids who are old enough to understand and appreciate, they will never forget these lessons in our history because they are going to experience them firsthand. They're going to remember it. And this is when their minds are like sponges. This reminds me of a TV show that used to be on when I was a kid. Okay, yeah, that's when dinosaurs roamed. But the bottom line is there was a show, it was called. You were there. You won't even remember this. I don't think I do. It's, it's older <laughs> than you, all right? And they recreated events in history. Mm-hmm. And they had like a reporter from today going back there and interviewing these historical mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. And you were there. Why did they do what they did? Why did Washington go over to you know, Delaware right. after the Hessians? People thought he was crazy when he did it. And uh, you they, were there. They recreated it. You were there. And you were there. And it, it's a great show. Hmm. It, 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 it was like a, a great, great show. show. I'd like to see some of those old shows again. But uh, History Channel does one kind of like that where they recreate historical events now. So they got, they got a black guy that does it. It's, and I can't remember his name, but it's pretty good. It's a half I hour program. I think a great show would be, or a movie, The Founding Fathers. Coming back today? Coming back today. And can you imagine? Well, they'd all die of heart attacks. They'd all die of heart attacks before they ever got the DC. Now, that would be, that, that needs, somebody needs to write that script. Yeah. they Turn they, it into a. This is not what they had in mind. I'm just saying. They thought, they, they had in their mind a great nation. Don't get me wrong about that. But taxation and all the things that have gone along with this, that was furthest thing from their mind Mm -hmm. i can tell you that and i i would just love to hear washington look at all the politicians who have been there forever and say you know they wanted to make me king but i said no (laughs) and i went back and went back to my farm maybe you all should take a lesson from that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but anyway just just thinking just thinking well littlerocktours.com 501 Tour Bus. Join us on the Faith, Freedom, and Founding Fathers Tour. Dave and his lovely wife, Linda, will be on the motor coach. Always fun You'll to talk You'll find out why him. I call her the luscious Linda <laughs> when you go yes, on, you and will. you travel with us. 
Such a lovely woman. I yeah, miss her. Got, I haven't seen her in a few years. She's got such a wonderful spirit about her. She does. And you'll you'll in, you'll enjoy. She is nothing like me. She's not. <laughs> she really is not like me at all. All right. Quarter to ten. When we come back, I want to talk with Gina about some other trips she's got going on. And then maybe we'll just do some brainstorming on the air. I'm, I'm going to wait on D.C. I think we should go to Boston next year. That'd be a good place. We'll take a break. We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back. Okay. So I'm going to talk to, let's talk with uh, uh, Gina about other trips that are coming up uh, during the fall. And uh, they got stuff during the wintertime, too. They got a Christmas trip that's really cool. But I, I want to talk about next year as well. But you go ahead and talk about some of the yeah, other things. Yeah, so some of the other see. fun things we've got going um, this year with Little Rock Tours, we have a, uh, we call it Out of This World New Mexico. It's Roswell, Spaceport, White Sands National Park. That sounds Park. In- intriguing. It really is. And I put this together, and I, again, I like themes. I don't know. It's the That's thrill cool. of the next frontier. So we, we go to roswell we you know there's the ufo phenomenon there we go to spaceport america uh the unearthly i call it beauty of white sands national park it's it's like and it's actually did you know that was one of the newest national parks yes and it is a dunes of white sand they just stretch out and atomic bomb yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> think atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. And and think, imagine seeing in the cockpit of a space vehicle launching uh, from a two-mile runway. Uh, so we're going to go to Spaceport and in this one. It's the first purpose-built commercial spaceport in the world. And it's an active test facility. It's not open to the public, but it's going to be open to us on a Private tour of Virgin Galactic's wow. human spaceflight headquarters. Okay, so How that's that? uh, Branson's place. <laughs> yeah, that's Branson's yes, place. Yeah. yeah, it's a remarkable training location for astronauts. Um, and then we go to place in New Mexico. I know you've heard of it, Truth or Consequences. Yep. And a lot of people died crossing mm-hmm. to the west there. That's right. Well, they have. It's very historic. Um, it used to be known as Hot Springs. They had their other hot springs. Yeah. We have ours. They had theirs. Uh, today, it's uh, just full of. It's very charming. It's full of history. Uh, we do uh, New Mexico. We go into um, Roswell. Um, anyway, so there's so much on on this really interesting tour of, of New Mexico, and that one is in September, September 10th, and it's nine eighty five per person double occupancy. That's really good. It is. It really is, and it is a um, it's a it's a great trip. We've never offered this before, so we're really excited about it, and uh, it's a seven day trip. And it includes two nights in Roswell, two nights in Truth or Consequences, and two nights um, as we travel to and from New Mexico um, with stops along the way. Lots All right. Now, when you go, when you're going there, um, are you going to stop in Amarillo? We always stop in Amarillo. You're going to Big Tex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that place. That is, I know. I love the that Texas place. Steakhouse. There's yeah, always yeah. somebody trying to eat the big the steak. The giant one. Was it 42 ounces? I don't remember how large it is, but you get it for free if you can eat the whole thing. Yeah, but what they don't tell you until you get there is you got to eat the steak, the salad, the baked potato, and everything with it. And what it All would cost it. you in that steak that you get for free, you'll end up paying in probably uh, medical expenses <laughs> down the road. <laughs> That's probably. So that's one other one. And that's in September. Another thing in September we've got going is the Southwest Classic. 
uh, Texas to Dallas. A&M. Yes. So that's always a, a big one. If you want on that one, you better call soon because um, that one's going to fill up. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, Sam Pittman has the football fans, mm-hmm. you know, having orgasmic experiences mm-hmm. because he has changed the whole tenor mm-hmm. of the football program ex- at It's U of exciting a. again. Yes, it is. It's, Big time exciting. It's exciting. And uh, the whole athletic program up there is, is doing pretty well. They're, they're Basketball, baseball, football, yeah. gymnastics is good. Sunday. We, we, we're sitting down ready to have, you know, our Father Day service. Mm-hmm. And, and guess, we had a, a video play. Guess who it was? Who? It was the head basketball coach. Oh, must. Yeah, talking to everybody yeah, and talking about really? fathers. Yeah, it was great. Aww. It was really great. It was, uh, I don't know, Rick Bazette must know him or something. Yeah. So anyway, he cut a cut a video for new life church that was pretty cool Oh, that's nice yeah we started doing spirit fingers no i'm just kidding we <laughs> <laughs> started calling the hogs Ooh, god you know we didn't know we didn't do any of that kind of stuff but yeah that was that was very cool to see that talk about if people might want to to get plans for this you do a, a thing about at christmas time uh-huh. you go to a special place uh-huh. that's like all christmas Oh, yeah. I mean, we have a couple great Christmas trips. Obviously, we go to the, we usually go to Nashville. Opryland Hotel is a good one. We have that Nashville Christmas tour going. We have something we're about to put on. It's the, it's, it's called a blues blue, a blue blues Christmas. That sounds very cool, by the way. And it is in Mississippi, Mm-hmm. Clarksdale, Mississippi, and then um, on to Natchez, and they're and all decked out I'm for the holidays. That's what I'm talking about because they they say that they they they, they put, put on, on the nines. Oh, and you do the candlelight Christmas tour and see the Christmas lights, and um, and uh, several places just have really special and very unique Christmas experiences down there. And it's you know not too far. It's a easy easy drive from or easy motor coach ride. Obviously, that's what, how we travel. Yep. And um, you share the gas money with forty other people. Yeah. So Which that makes it a lot cheaper. That helps right now. Um, it is an it is probably the most affordable way to have a vacation right now in lieu of everything that's going on is through motor coach travel. Now I heard that Biden thought of you. And he's going to, tonight when he gives takes gives us a tax holiday on uh, gasoline tax mm-hmm. that that big eighteen <laughs> and a half cents, cents off of mm-hmm. a gallon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking, I wish you could see <sighs> Gina's face. It's good. <laughs> but oh you know, gosh. as I said today on the air, it's better than a stick in the eye. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, yeah. You know, anything you can get that maybe save you two. For me, a Philip has saved me about two dollars and fifty cents. But mm-hmm. that's better than a stick in the eye. That's well, what I, I like look the at. the um, the rewards. Like I, the Kroger. Uh, you go in and you put your Kroger. Oh yeah. Rewards number in at some of the gas stations. I'm getting a little bit off here and there, but that's nice. That that gas tax. Every line. little bit mm-hmm. helps. But I'd rather share my gas with 40 other people yeah. on a motor coach tour. I got, so. I got my trash uh, bill yesterday from Zella's. Mm-hmm. That's who I use up in Cabot. It had a $10 uh, uh, gas surcharge on it. Mm. So, ever, yeah, I can't, I, no, I can't blame them. Yeah. I mean, they got to stay in business as yeah. well, so I'm with them on that. My uh, lawn service went up 
the mo- the, to mow because of the gas. And well, gas and also the uh, fertilizer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's costing yep. more for so fertilizer. that just shot Everything. through the roof. Everything yeah. has mm-hmm. gone up just the way it is. All right, we got five minutes. What do you think about my thought about Boston? I think Boston's a wonderful place. Have to you go. been? Have you been? Just, oh yes. Uh, you know, for as far as to go out on the on the green mm-hmm. where the, the shot heard yep. around the world and mm-hmm. all of that. Yep. I yep. want to see the USS Constitution. That's right there, and Faneuil Hall is right there, yep. and that's uh, very historic. And um, Boston is a is a great place to go, and I love it. Our our these tours are normally in the summer, so. It's so nice in July to be in Boston versus... A lot cooler. Yeah. So th- this something else about, you know, we're going to be in Pennsylvania. I'm a Midwest girl. I have my Midwest gr- roots yeah. in Ohio. And so when I go up Minor to Ohio... In Indiana. Mm-hmm, in summertime, it's like, oh, I can breathe. Yeah. And everyone around you is like, oh, my gosh, it's so hot. I just want to be like, really? <laughs> you Come don't to Arkansas know hot yet. right you now. You don't know hot yet. All right. Again, give them the phone number and where they can go. And you need to sign up today or tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day. All right. Sign up to go on our trip uh, to Philadelphia, to Amish land, to Gettysburg, to, Harper, to, to Harper's, Ferry. Harper's Ferry, to this museum that shows you how our faith played such a vital part in our country. And you will love this. It's Faith, Freedom, and Founding Fathers, July 23rd departure, 501 tour bus, Little Rock Tours, or go to littlerocktours.com. All right. There you got it. It's great to have you in here, Gina. Thank you so Always much. Always a for pleasure. Me. Last time we were talk about it, I promise you, but still, I wanted to make one last call. I, I, if I was ever a bartender, I'd always do a, one last call for alcohol, all right? I would always do that. If, if, if you got one last call for passengers on this trip. You don't buy it now, don't come back, and don't let the door hit you in the mm, uh, as you leave kind of thing. But and keep that in mind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a great trip. What, uh, what do you got planned for the 4th of July? It's just around the corner. I'm on the lake, so it's a big lake holiday. and um, Lots of fireworks? Fireworks, yes. Fireworks from from the lake is always a unique experience. And um, my kids will be home, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Having, you know, my daughter just got a job at the ICU in the Cardiac Center of uh, Oklahoma Heart Institute. Oh, wow. She's a pre-med student, so she's coming to see me on the 4th of July, I hope. No, no, things could change. She's going she's gonna to come face-to-face with the thing that you never want to come face-to-face with, and that's death mm-hmm. in a cardiac unit, unit yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, she's going to hear cold blue a lot, I'm yeah. sure, as far as that's concerned. <laughs> All right, Gina, thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. we got to get uh, we got to get your other daughter in here. She's going to go to Belmont College uh, up there in Nashville. Uh, she's going to be in uh, my old uh, uh college uh, sports and in the ohio valley conference yeah. so i um, look forward to to talking to her about that and just saying 
Yeah, you're not going to like going to the big to the nest there and play the Moorhead State <laughs> Eagles. That's not going to be fun for you guys. I appreciate you. Thanks so much, and have her come back and sing for us as well. So, Dave Ellswick Show, back with you tomorrow, 6 a.m. We've got a lot of things planned for you tomorrow. Don't forget, at 9 o'clock, the uh, uh, President Pro Tem of the Senate, Mart Hester, is going to join us, and he'll, I'm sure, have a lot of things to say about 20... Uh, 23 and the next general session of the uh, of the legislature. That's all coming up tomorrow here on 101.1 FM. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.